welcome to Getting to Good Enough, a podcast to help you let go of perfectionism so you can do more of what you love. I'm Shannon Wilkinson, a life coach in Portland, Oregon. I'm a recovering perfectionist who's getting better at good enough. And I'm Janine Adams, a certified professional organizer in St. Louis, Missouri, and I'm lucky enough to be naturally good at good enough. And today we're talking about trying something new and how not to let perfectionism get in the way. I'm okay. Feel like I'm in recovery mode after you know post-election stress and everything else. It's like just sort of yeah. trying, <laughs> trying to come back to the surface and, and be <laughs> figure out what normal life is. I know, I know, right? Because it all sort of uh, got I don't know discombobulated for a while there. Yeah, yeah, it really did. Um, but time marches on in its own 2020 way <laughs> and <it's>, yes <laughs> and, and, you know the news that there's a vaccine or a couple of vaccines that are in the pipeline and so much hope right to have a light shining at the yeah. end of the tunnel that we will and actually, that they're effective yeah yeah it's really exciting so I feel like, okay, maybe next year will actually, will be different than this year, which is what, of course, we're counting on. Um, Right. Yeah. Yeah. Fingers crossed. Right. Yeah. Well, we did get to do something fun. Well, we got to do two something funs to get funds. (laughs) 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 Two somethings fun. I'm not Mm, sure how to say that. Two fun things. Yes, um, together recently. Um, But the main one we want to talk about is the class we took on Saturday. Yeah, it was fun. And it was so nice to see you uh, on Zoom. You know, we should maybe do our podcast on Zoom because it really was so nice to see you on Zoom in that class. Yeah, it was great. It felt... um, it was just, yeah, it was nice. And it was nice. It was a good group of people. And it was a really fun topic that I think we both learned something about our perfectionism doing. Yes, absolutely. So I saw that this this class on creating flow charts was um, being offered. And I knew that the person I learned about it from was a friend of yours. So I Texted you, and said, texted you and said, "Oh, this looks. I'm tempted by this." And you're like, "Yeah, I'm taking that, Janine." <laughs> like, of course you knew all about it, and <laughs> you were already part of it. And and so that was all I needed. It's like, okay, I'm signing up. Um, yeah, and it was fun. Yeah, and it was. Um, uh, I think the official title of it was flow charting your way to relative sanity. Yes. That's- <laughs> um, which I was like, huh? <laughs> <laughs> but then when we did it, it was really super helpful. Mm-hmm. Um, but the thing that was really crazy to me is I thought that this was something where it would be really easy for me to get tripped up in perfectionism. Mm-hmm. And I was happy to find out that that wasn't the case. That's excellent. Well, you know, the... the 
teacher, uh, Claire, what's Claire's yes. last name? Claire Lawton. Her flowcharts. Claire Lawton. Claire Lawton are amazing looking, right? Because she does cartoons. And yes. Just, she just, oh, they're so appealing. And so when you said, I could see you getting perfectionistic about it, I thought, oh, yeah, I can see you getting perfectionistic about it, Shannon. Because, <laughs> you know, <laughs> you're a cartoonist as well. And it could it could have been fraught with that. And where I, whereas I was like, yeah, I'm not going to have that problem because I'm naturally good at good enough. And I have no aspirations to, um, you know, I would never try to cartoon something. So that wasn't an issue. Right. Uh, I wouldn't try to compare mine to hers. Yet I did find a few, a little bit of perfectionism that came up during it. <laughs> yeah. And, so, and what did you, what do you think um, uh, sparked the perfectionism? Or triggered it. I think it was about wanting to do it right and um, uh-huh. not exactly sh- being sure what right was. Um, mm. And it was in like the second exercise. The first exercise, I didn't know what I was supposed to do when she told us to chart out our day. And so I just wrote it down, essentially. And then I saw what other people did, which was all much more creative than mine. <laughs> and then so then I was like, <laughs> oh, Okay, well, what's meant by this? And so on the second exercise, I ended up doing like three drafts of something that I don't need. You know, it's like (laughs) something of no (laughs) value to me. It was just like a a hypothetical question that she made up that we were supposed to chart the three follow-up questions to and I um yeah I spent way too much time on that more time than it merited without a doubt (laughs) definitely fell into our definition of perfectionism exactly yes yeah and strangely I feel like I mean sort of going into it I had a little bit of fear about like not being able to do it as well as I wanted to and certainly not as well as Claire. Um, but sort of seeing what everyone else did, I didn't, um, I, I, I was just curious about it. Like I didn't have those feelings of like, oh, did I, oh, they did this different. Should I, should I have done it differently? Like I, t- I just was very curious about what other people had done and thought it was sort of fascinating the way everybody interpreted the um the exercises Mm -hmm. yeah 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 and then by the time i we got to the point where we were charting our own questions then i i let go of the perfectionism because it was it was um so useful to me like i didn't worry about it being right i felt it was right what i was doing i could feel was useful to me in terms of answering the question mm-hmm. that I was posing to myself. So mm-hmm. I just went with it and let go of any worries that it wasn't right. Because of course by then I'd learned there's no such thing as right. Because I'd sat through two, right. you know, two times around of people showing their responses, and um, you know we had I don't know a dozen people or something. So I saw that everybody was different. There's no right answer here, and ended yeah. up with a couple of of flowcharts that were really helpful to me. So that was a lovely lesson in letting go of perfectionism. Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, I had, I ended up doing a couple too. 
Um, because the first one, you know, she just wanted us to do one with our own question. And, and the first one went so quickly for me, I did another one mm-hmm. because um, I somehow the idea of asking questions made it easier like well I can ask as many questions as I need to Mm -hmm. to answer this question Um, so for example I did one on um, is it time to meditate and I decided to do that because I have been feeling like it would be really useful for me to meditate more than I have been and I haven't been doing a whole lot Um, but I I um, haven't, I, you know, I keep getting stuck when I, when I go to do it Um, or like think like, should I meditate now? And for some reason, the answer always seemed to be no. Um, And so working through this and coming up with the different questions and ultimately what I realized is essentially all roads point to it's a good time to meditate (laughs) like if I'm thinking about it it's probably a good time to meditate and I also made a little note to myself that said you know one conscious breath is enough Um, you know I'm not saying like I have to sit down for 20 minutes um, but that you know just like when the thought occurs to me it's a good time to at least pay attention and have one conscious breath yeah so do you think that perfectionism was getting in the way of your meditating because it wasn't the perfect time to do it as a yes. part of it mm-hmm. and the, yeah and then this exercise freed you from that it sounds like which is amazing right yeah, yeah. that's excellent and I, I it was a way bigger deal than I ever expected Like, you know, since I, since I did this, I've had many moments throughout the day where it's just like, oh, I could just take a minute and pay attention to my breath and kind of go inside and like, you know, just have a minute. Mm -hmm. And it's so valuable. Oh, that's terrific. And, um, yeah, yeah. And one of the things that I charted was how can I design my schedule to fit in more writing because I'm trying to write I write a lot but I I, um, mostly write blog posts and stuff and I want to be working on (laughs) as people who have been listening carefully to the podcast know because I talk about it way too much and don't do it is uh, (laughs) write more of my guides and stuff that I charge for I want to expand those Mm -hmm. those opportunities uh, to earn money and so I charted it by asking questions and came up with um, a couple of ideas and one of which was to reserve that time right after I get back from walking Bix to write to work on one of these guides for say 30 minutes mm-hmm. like doesn't it's not necessarily mm-hmm. a set time of the day but it's a set time in my day right and I right. did it this morning I mean I was really cognizant of it oh that's so yeah. exciting and I set my timer for 30 minutes and I worked on it for 30 minutes and then I closed it because I had to get on to other things but that felt so darn good because it was like a log jam was broken like it had been, I had been moving that daily task off my to do today list into 
archive or delete rather than done today for weeks now. So that was that was right. big. And I think, you know, it's funny signing up for this class. I think I would have signed up for it probably even if you weren't in it, but the fact that you were in it made it really easy. But I had no I had no idea what to expect. And Mm-hmm. I'm not really one to jump into classes, into new things where I don't know what to expect, um, <laughs> especially if participation is required. But, you know, the whole yeah. world of Zoom has changed everything, and, and I'm just so glad that I did. I mean, it was really beneficial for me, and, and any discomfort I might have felt uh, by by my lack of expectations, sometimes lack of expectations actually is great because you can't be disappointed, but... Um, Right. I was really glad that I was willing to feel a little bit of discomfort around that and just show up and see what happened. Yeah, that's awesome. And that's such a good reminder that, um, well, what's that card you have on your bulletin board that I've gotten to see a lot lately? <laughs> right. Everything you want is on the other side of fear. Yeah. So, you know, that discomfort, that little bit of fear being able to move through that gets you to what you want right yep exactly so and not trying something and new I think, does not help right right and i think that you know that you can look at this idea of trying something new on so many different levels like you know it can be something specific like this like learning to do a flowchart, taking a class. Um, it could be something like, you know, it. look at an area in your life where you've really been struggling with perfectionism and trying a new way of looking at it or, or trying a new way of letting go of um, this desire to get it right or get it perfect mm-hmm. and, you know, try on good enough Mm, yes it can also be even trying a new food uh, as the person who always orders the same thing at every restaurant Uh, (laughs) once I've tried something at a particular restaurant and I like it I always order the same thing Uh so I'm not going to be disappointed but you know if I were to try some new things I might have a disappointment because it's not as amazing as the first thing but I also might have more wonderful things too (laughs) To enjoy, right? <laughs> not, yeah. that I, not that I go to restaurants, <laughs> but someday I will. And, um, and <laughs> one day again, yes. And then I'll get to try. I think I'll try to remember to try to be a little more open to new things. Yeah, yeah. But it's it was just a really interesting exercise. Um, and and as we're talking about it, I feel like the. Um, the way we ask questions in this flow charting helped me be less concerned about getting it right because it's it really visually mapped out how there's no one right answer. Right. The answer is you know, there's all, all these different possibilities. <laughs> uh-huh. Mhm. Yeah, and then and and you know almost by necessity at least in my flow charts I was scratching stuff out and rewriting things to you know get the wording so that because the wording of the initial question was important because it allowed me to ask follow-up questions and so you have lots of sort of squishy scratchies um and that's okay with me uh yeah yeah Yeah, mine looks the same way and it doesn't bother me at all 
in fact that one of the things that I sort of told myself was like you know this is this is just a draft we're just playing with this and then you know I can redo it once I have it sort of sorted out the way I want to and I'm looking at it now I'm like I don't really see the reason to redo it oh that's this great. is this is definitely good, good enough. enough right that's how mine is too and I feel like if I tried to redo it it would take out the spontaneity um, that is part of it. It's part of its lifeblood, you know, it's right. sort of the, 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 the um, stream of consciousness aspect of it, um, yeah. it, which makes it more appealing. So, I mean, if yeah. I were doing it for publication or something, maybe I'd try to make it look better. But um, And I love that it's handwritten. I mean, we're all in this class. We're mm -hmm. all handwriting our things. In fact, the only requirement was that we bring paper in an enjoyable pen, right? Um, yeah. Yeah. In fact, one of my uh, charts, or actually was that brain exercise I did on black paper with silver pen. That was kind of exciting. Oh, that's kind of exciting. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> that's really fancy. <laughs> um, yeah. So I, I was a, it was a very surprising surprisingly valuable lesson in letting go of perfectionism and it's so nice for when me. we get those reminders isn't it i mean you and i we mm -hmm. think about this all the time so we get reminders all the time but i think anybody who's sort yeah. of becoming more conscious of letting go of perfectionism embracing good enough if, if if you keep your mind open to it you see these reminders um and that can be really valuable uh I mean, I, I mean, I literally yeah. see them every day. I don't know about you, but I'm, I'm always... Oh, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, yeah. I mean, I probably say that's good enough as often as I say let it be easy. Um, but... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> especially since I, you know, I'm doing the hand lettering, right? So, like, to the, for example, I made a card mm -hmm. for my next-door neighbor. I wanted to give him a thank you card. And I... It was a new technique. So I... I did allow myself a couple of drafts and then I did what was going to be the final one and it wasn't perfect it was it wasn't perfect at all and uh, but it was it was great and I gave it to Barry to sign as well and he looked at it and he said did you make this I said yes he said I expected him to point out the errors because that's how he rolls mm -hmm. as, as a perfectionist right and he said well where did you learn to do that how about that and I said oh. YouTube <laughs> and, um, and he laughed <laughs> but it was really great right I mean that felt like a, yeah. it passed a little test it was definitely good enough and if I'd, I could have spent a lot of time trying to make a, make a, another version that was perfect but I didn't wow that that is great that is such a good reminder and you know it just makes it all that much more personal Exactly. Handmade things are distinguished by their imperfection, right? And enhanced by right. their imperfection. It's true. Yes. Yes. Knitters should, be yes. Aware, should remember that. <laughs> right. <laughs> you don't want it to look like it was machine knit. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's great. Anything else that comes to mind on thinking about trying something new and... And how fun it is when you can let go of your perfectionism for a minute and do that. Yes, it was so fun. Yes. No, I think I don't think 
I have anything to add except if maybe we will post a couple of a, one each of our charts, uh, flow charts on our show notes if you all want to take a look at what we're talking about. Oh, yeah, that's a great idea. We'll do that. Um, but we want to hear from you. How do you make it easier to try something new? Uh, you can let us know on the show notes at gettingtogoodenough.com, on social media, on Facebook and Instagram, we're at Getting to Good Enough, and on Twitter, we're at GTG Enough. Or you can leave us a message at 413-424-GTGE, that's 4843. But for now, this is Shannon Wilkinson in Portland, Oregon. And Janine Adams in St. Louis, Missouri. And we hope that good enough is getting easier for you. I kind of just want to make flowcharts for everything now. <laughs> I think I will be. <laughs>